Kings, what up, what up, Kings? What's good, what's good? All right, this was for the money, all right? We got this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hi, yeah. and Jans. Welcome to Ambi Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been tuning in from season one all the way to season nine. And by the time you guys hear this, this is season nine, episode 10. And you guys know that the show is based on hip-hop commentary. And when I first started it, I know right now I'm 172 episodes deep. But this guy was my eighth episode ever. And he's been a genuine friend throughout the years. Uh, as an MC, he's deeply influenced me and my style and my perspective on hip-hop. Um, he's known me and he's seen my beginnings and my formative years as an artist, definitely. And he knows that I look up to him like a big bro and a dope legendary MC from a legendary group uh, called Epsilon Project from the Ox. Ladies and gents, we got Mr. Kingsley Manasa. What's up, guys? Was good, yo. Thanks for that intro, man. Appreciate it. Heck yeah. Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, man. Likewise, dude. Good to hear from you always, man. So, yeah. since the last time we spoke on the episode three years ago, what you been up to, Kings? Yo, man. I've been um, so yeah. Last time I spoke to you, I was I was basically you know starting a farm, and you know uh, three years later, obviously. Um, you know, and here we are, we, you know, we pretty much have a little small little farm, you know, um, and uh, called Sound Guild Farm. And, you know, we basically um, it's, it's like I, I just I just took my music, my love for music and, um, you know, and just kind of thought of something like an idea to just kind of uh, merge like the two passions. And um, so, yeah, like, you know, basically for the music aspect of it, it's like I plan on. Um, building like a performance area like on the farm so eventually you know as the clientele grows we can start having like you know quarterly like little shows and stuff before the community and have like hip-hop groups or jazz groups or whoever you know stuff like that to perform and everything no doubt what kind of yeah. animals got the farm right now we got chickens um we had ducks man but now we're, we just have chickens for now um yeah, so we we had a, a little predator issue with uh, with some horn uh, hawks that pretty much you know with the ducks, man, it was just crazy. So yeah, so right now we have the chickens and they're just they were just in a more secured area. But we got chickens and we grow fruits and vegetables, you know. Yeah. Nice. What kind yeah. of what kind of vegetables you guys got at the farm right now? Oh snap, man! I see. We try to grow, so I try to grow at least, so in the heavy season, I try to grow at least about 20 items or so, like 20 different items. But right now we're in our fall and I'm doing, we're doing like wholesale and stuff too for certain um, restaurants and like delis and stuff like that. So right now I got various salad mixes like romaine, um, salad bowl mix, uh, oak leaf. I'm growing, um, I'm actually growing a fall harvest of tomatoes as well as bell peppers. It's actually going pretty good. It's the first time I ever did that. Normally, I wouldn't grow that in the fall, but, and then I'm growing collard greens, you know, uh, turnip greens, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, shit, man, I'm, I'm missing some stuff, peas, you know, carrots, all that cabbage, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's all coming to me like, yeah, it's just all that, all that stuff. So, yeah. What is yeah, your yeah. daily what's your daily routine like to maintain this farm? What is it like in yeah, the day? Yeah, dude, it's real deal, man. It's uh 
the daily routine well so for you know i get up dude between five and six in the morning and then you know i feed you know i gotta feed the chickens first and normally for me it's always i gotta beat the sun to start the watering process in the mornings and you know and, and out here you know because we're in the high desert so you know it's watering in the in the night and in the morning especially like in the summer if you're gonna have a sunny day you just gotta keep up with the watering yeah 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 and then you know like the various like random stuff that goes on in the in, in the field so you know that could be from uh whatever this the schedule that i got going on from like seeding and planting harvesting and then processing it as far as like you know uh harvesting it taken from the field taking it to the wash uh station preparing certain things from like the salad mixes and you know if i got like orders or whatever so it all it all varies it's like you know there's been times where i've had you know 20 orders you know what i'm saying like all at once you know what i'm saying and it was like all have to and it's just me here on the farm you know what i mean so you got to bang them out and then uh i mean you know it's me and the family but you know for the most part it's like every you know my wife she works still and things like that so it's like she can help whenever she can and then my kids you know it's, it, they're they're little so they can only they only do so much you know what i mean they, they help out a ton dude but they you know after a while this kind of this kind of work sometimes you want like another like a big you know what i mean another person that that want to do the physical work with you you know what i'm saying and yeah. it, it definitely works but i manage though you know what i'm saying i manage dude i just you know do a little bit at a time you put yourself on a nice little schedule you know you treat yourself you, you look at yourself as a worker even though it's like your farm but it's like you put yourself on on like a regular worker schedule like okay i'm gonna get up five be at be on the field by six you know, have all the chores done by, you know, like the feeding chores done by a certain time. And then if you, you know, if I can get like the watering and a lot of the morning harvest done before, let's say nine o'clock, then that's pretty good. You know, so like waking up at five, you already have like a good four hours of work that you, you know, you're doing. And normally when you're out there in the field that time in the morning, like it's, it's totally peaceful, you know what I'm saying? And you just you and the birds and you know what i'm saying it's, it's you just hear all the sounds in nature so it's pretty cool so now that you got a farm do you still go do you still catch yourself going to the grocery store for anything like do you still yeah. the grocery store or yeah yeah so like we still go to the grocery store to get certain things but it's, it's cool that you 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 ask that man because like one of the goals here for our family like outside of farming and everything is really yeah to provide enough food you know to where we don't have to really go to the store as much so yeah sick so let me ask you this kingsley like um how many kids you got now got two kids man how old uh my daughter is eight and going on nine and my son is seven ah they're getting big too yeah man yep 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 they're getting big fatherhood what has fatherhood been teaching you like how has that been affecting you or how does that change your life in any way or how you see things being a father oh man that's a pretty that's a deep question dude all right well this is it's it's hard to answer this in a few words but just to let's to, to sit back and think about it well man i mean my um you know my perspective on fatherhood um is I don't know if it's different or not, but you know, because my what I do, you know, with farming and everything too, you know, it pretty much I'm a stay at home dad, you know, 
-hmm. So because the the business is actually here, like, you know, on our uh, on our lot space. So um, it allows me to stay at home with the kids and my kids are homeschooled. So I'm you know, I teach them through all the throughout the day. And so they're with me like all day, you know, Um, until they like do their, you know, extracurricular activities like sports and all that stuff. But they're they're with me pretty much throughout the day. So, I mean, fatherhood for me, man, it's like, dude, there's just there's just stages and there's levels to it. That's what I would say. And then it's like, I would say just like embrace the growing periods. You know what I'm saying? And like, so like patience would be one, I guess that you would you know that you would have to have. Um, you know, you'd have you clearly would have to see and you know be able to explain things like how let's say a a kid can understand you know what i'm saying so it's like you gotta manage that stuff um and as they get older you know what i'm saying like their personalities start to you know they start to really take on their personalities and stuff dude so it's like you gotta adjust to that you know what i mean and it's like the consistency is also a key a factor too but then again like i know that i'm not perfect so it's like i know when the the, you know that i will make mistakes and it's it's inevitable you know what i mean so it's just like knowing how to uh learn from those those mistakes and uh and just learning how you know yeah man to make those adjustments you know try to keep the consistency as much as you can but then not to beat yourself up when things don't seem, you know, when things seem a little bit out of out of control or out of whack, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yo, Kings, when's the last time you wrote a verse? <laughs> dude, I, so I'm always I'm always doing uh, music, dude. That's just crazy. Like I'm always uh, making music. It's just, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, it's just that thing, dude. Like I, you know, I have a personal. Um, you know like uh my my feelings right now as far as like uh music and like where things are and like social media and like the strategy that it takes to do stuff like that is i don't really have the time to do that but i do enjoy making music still so writing a verse mm, i mean you see i wrote i've been writing verses you know quite a bit dude uh quite a bit for you know this year um, I, I've done a few songs this year, just like in the lab, you know what I mean? I got, I'm probably sitting on maybe like, who knows, man, a few albums worth of material, you know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's, it's just like, I got stuff, dude, like, I got stuff that I haven't shown nobody, bro. Like, I don't show a lot of people, like, I got a fuck, a whole arsenal of stuff, dude, of just tracks, you know what I'm saying, from from different times. And sometimes I, I think about it, you know, because with this technology that allows us to just release a track you know what i mean regardless if we don't if we're not doing like serious marketing and all that like we still have the opportunity to like release the music out there so with that with those little opportunities i i find that to be cool because i look at it as just like with so much shit that i got going on but still i love making music so every now and then i'm like oh dude you know what like i wanted to release this like four years ago let me just put let me just put that out right now you know what yeah. i mean so it's like i don't know i i find that that part um cool because you know like i'm not i'm not trying to be heard like in the music world and i'm not even trying to like put myself in the industry like that but it is tight though the fact that 
I, you know, one time, like my sister, she lives in New York and she was just like, hey, dude, like, she was like, I was just chilling. And then, you know, I stumbled across your music and then like a couple of tracks just like played back to back. It was, that was dope. So I was like, oh, that's tight. You know what I'm saying? So okay, that's great. cool. So Kingsley, you're making your own beats too now, right? Yeah, yeah. I make my own beats, you know, play the bass and all that type of stuff. Wow. So what what's the equipment you're using right now to make your to make the beats? Shoot, man. I just I've been using um I use a what the hell is the name of this keyboard? I don't even know the name of it, dude. I use I use it's not like a ASRT, it's just a basic a MIDI keyboard. But the program I use is I use uh Cubase and then I use like various little uh what do you call them? Plugins and stuff like that. So like mainly one I use, you know, for sampling is this one. It's, it's it actually came with it. It's called like the Dr. Groove Box or something like that. But it's like for my sampling, you can chop and do all that. But then, you know, sometimes I don't really like sampling um, for many reasons. But then I do like sampling. Like I love the sounds of sampling. I love the like the whole approach of sampling. So I'm not on that like, hey, there's no, you know, I'm not on that like, hey, I did this with no samples type of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that. It's just sometimes, dude, I just want to just get something going. And you know what I mean? I might have to start with like a hi-hat or something like that. And by the time I'm like already a few instruments in, I don't really even want to go to the sample. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so yeah, man, I, I use Cubase and a few other like little knickknack tools here and there. Like it's really nothing major, but um, but the keyboard is, is my main, choice and then i also use my bass so um like my bass lines you, you know depends on um if i want to use my actual bass or if i want to you know use the midi for and play it on a keyboard but yeah man that that's pretty much it dude sick yeah Yo, um which one do you find enjoyable more writing rhymes or making beats which one do you like more making beats is the best dude sick. making beats is Making beats is like, oh man, it's a it's a ridiculous feeling, dude. Like it, it's it, you know, it's like you got a party going on sometimes, and sometimes you just, you know, you don't have a party going on in your own head. You know, what I mean, depending on what the vibe is, you know, like if I'm making like some chill lo-fi type shit, then, um, you know, I don't know, like it just depends on the vibe. You know, what I mean, if I'm pissed off, like you know, what I'm saying like it. It just really all depends, you know what I mean? It's it, it's just uh, but making beats it like the thing is with rhyming with me, rhyming is uh, rhyming to me is fun, but then it, it it all it all it just all depends on like what I don't know. It's it, it it just all depends on that moment. It's like if the beats matching like this certain vibe that I really want to write about something, then like the words come out very easily and very fast and. It's simple, you know, and then but then if I find myself sometimes going like, oh, I got to like I got to get this verse done and all that, then usually with me, dude, I, 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 I lose interest. And that's just and I think that is sometimes that that is probably the reason why I'm not as like on the work ethic, like some like some rappers and stuff are because seriously, dude, like. I, I kind of want to like go and then and if the verse is kind of dragging me where I'm like, damn, dude, it's been like a few days and I ain't really wrote, I haven't really sewed it up yet. I lose interest and I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't meant to be, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the, 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 like the words are not really coming to me at times. Maybe if that's a writer's block thing, I'm not sure, but I just don't force it. I'm like, whatever, on to the next, you know? 
do your wife and kids know who the fuck you are? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Like, like on the music rise? Like on the music and everything? I mean, do they know how legendary you are on the style tip? And just like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you, man. You know? Yeah, dude. My Well, my daughter, man, and, and uh, my daughter, you know, she can really sing, dude. And, and um, she's like very musically inclined, you know. She's a good dancer and stuff right now like she does you know she's into like hip-hop dance and she does like ballet and shit but she can really sing really good and, and she likes to like mess around and dabble and my son messes around too but um nah man they they hear my songs do all the time they actually like they'll rap them and stuff they'll rap some of the ones that i i would hear and um there's some there's some of the ones i might put like on a youtube or something and they they like they like those ones dude like they you know what i mean like out of the blue they'll just be you know my you know, i'll hear my son just kind of saying my choruses i'm like what the heck dude he actually knows the word you know what i mean he knows the lyrics like word for word what artists what albums are you are you listening to what, what you bumping these days dog? oh dude man shit, dude i man i'll be honest dude I, i'm gonna give you some answers bro you, <laughs> people probably ain't gonna want to hear no shit like this <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> nah dude let me see man uh what's the last stuff dude so i got like this is playlist that plays all the time um, uh, it's like stevie wonder and shit man um i listen to just so you know i listen to i've been listening to a lot of uh man see what, what i've been what i've been in search of for me listening to music is like what i'm in search of you know? so it's like if i'm in search of a you know like some other shit you know some some boom bap then i'll listen to that but as of lately dude i've been I've been kind of in and out. So, like, the hip-hop stuff I've been listening to has been just, like, the boom-bap shit. Like, um, like, uh, uh, shit, who that? Like, The Roots, you know what I mean? Tribe, usually I'll have something like that on. Like, that would just randomly pop up. Um, most Def, stuff like that. I've been listening to a lot of West Coast lately. Um, and I go in and out of my West Coast vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and then I... I go all around, East Coast, South, you know, wherever. Um, I even like some of the, oh, some of the stuff I like lately, though, dude, has been like some of my broken beat music. Like, it's it's some of that shit, like in UK, it's like more dancey type shit, but it's like, it has, you know, like, uh, I don't know, groups like Bugs in the Attic, you know, they're dope to me. I like, I like some of the dark uh, shit that was more like trip hop, like tricky. I like, I like Tricky. Tricky was always like a legendary dope uh, artist. You know what I mean? That he kind of merged like hip hop with like a, a little bit of alternative shit, I guess. Um, Massive Attack, you know, all that type of stuff. I like that type of stuff. I've been listening to drum and bass lately too, like Ronnie Size, you know. When I'm out in the field, man, like those random like artists would just pop up. You know what I mean? And uh, as well as like of recently i guess uh what's their name the the sims i i, I like i like them you know I, I think they're called sims yeah I, yeah that's what i think they're called i think they're called sims i i believe they're from africa if i'm not mistaken but yeah they're dope let me ask you this um what as far as like hip-hop do you still maybe like um how do you say it's like 
do you still put on the beat and freestyle just for the hell of it? Like, do you still catch yourself freestyling when you hear beats? Oh, well, yeah. Freestyle. I freestyle all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah. all, 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 all the time. I, I probably do that more than anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. I freestyle man. probably more than anything, dude. Like, just, just the bus because that's, like, <clears throat> that's easy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <clears throat> to, to, like, get a vibe. <clears throat> you don't have to, like, hook up an amp or a guitar really quick. If the beat's on, you could just start spitting. You know what I mean? You just catch a vibe. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. I think freestyling is just to um, keep exercising your... <clears throat> just, just yeah. Exercising your your mouth and just, like, how to keep pronouncing and enunciating these words. And I think it gives you a chance to practice your breath control. Practice your stage presence and how witty you are. I think if you can come up with rhymes on the spot, I think as a songwriter, it'll even come faster. You know, like right, right. Uh, but uh, let me yeah. ask you this: Who's your top five MCs right now? Let's say, the, let's say these last decades, like, like these last last uh, ten years. Who would be the MCs that really got your attention? Oh uh, well, yeah. So like my like, yeah, like my favorite MCs are most likely you know Mike and I. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, probably like Mike and I. Um, you know, AC is one of the is one of the dope ones too to me. Um, let's see. Uh, um, I say Black Dot. Um, yeah, Black Black Thought would probably be like within the 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 one and two, maybe the top three. It all depends. But like I said, it's it's it'll be probably between for me. It'd be between uh, Mike and I and and uh, Black Thought for me. Um, let's see. Uh, man, dude, it's a toss up, man. Because like for me, it's like you know, Dell Dell is one of my favorites too, and. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm probably missing some heads, but um, probably like a red man, dude. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably like a red man. Uh, oh, and and oh, I forgot. It, and uh, like top five, yeah, probably like a red man, maybe like an ice cube or something. So, oh, yeah, I got a chance to um, see the legends. Um, for LL Cool J's tour, mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you this: Let's talk some hip hop. I know we've been kind of building off, off, you know, off air about mm-hmm. some of the things that's been happening as that's being said on YouTube. You know, um, <laughs> so first off, what's your thoughts on hip hop turning 50? What's your real feelings about it? 2023, hip hop is 50. Do you still feel good about hip hop? Does it still inspire you and make you happy like it once did when we were teenagers? Well, to be honest with you, dude, um, this is interesting, man. And, and you know, thanks for allowing me to speak about stuff like this because I have a, I have this feeling that you know the things that maybe I'm gonna mention, it may not be like popular views, and it might be one of those things. Like, what the hell? Okay, you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. You know what I mean? opinion so nah man um you know hip-hop man to me you know it's like uh hip-hop has 
it just has it has like it's different sounds depending on like what time frame you know you were listening to it and you know and it changes because the markets change so uh oh one second yeah and um you know so like the markets change so like the sound changes so, so like for me i didn't you know 50 years it was just kind of like um i don't really have the same yeah, there's no way that i can have the same like passion and love for hip-hop now as i did when i was younger and actively like doing like all submerged into it like i kind of looked at hip-hop more now as like it's something that like my love is always there it's like i'm always like trying to hear out for maybe a certain artist that i may latch on to and all that so it's 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 not something that like i throw it away or nothing like that but you know where the market is as far as like where it is right now in hip-hop like it's it's kind of challenging for me to find good hip-hop music so i kind of you know just branch off to other different sounds dude like that you know whether if it's has a, a hip-hop influence on it or whatever but you know so with that being said dude i look at the 50th anniversary as kind of like you know this type of stuff to me is um it's always been kind of biased and stuff too for me so I, I i just never really like paid attention to stuff like that because it's like you know um some of the artists like some of some hip-hop artists after a while for me just they you know i just never wasn't really too big of a fan of because you know that's just not really what i was into you know like um later on in in after the 90s going into let's say early 2000s like certain artists I just wasn't really a fan, you know, like I wasn't a fan of the, sh of the sh like, for instance, I wasn't a fan of the bling bling era. I wasn't really a fan in hip hop when they went to the, sh the, the shiny suit era, you know? Um, so like those, those, like those little parts, you know what I'm saying? With hip hop, which just wasn't my thing, but I was a big fan of like the jazz type of sound, um, the raw hip hop sound. I was a fan of the gangster so-called gangster rap or reality rap i would you know i'd like to call it um you know and i and i like i liked you know and i like some of the early uh mid 90s to uh, early 90s uh east coast boom bap um and then maybe some of the late 90s stuff and like i said and then you know going into the 2000 and 2010s it's probably where i just fell off a little bit in, in terms of like all right i'm not really liking what's going on with hip anymore you know so. for real <laughs> you know what i mean like I, pop, I, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah you know sorry dude like i just i'm not one of those running to some of those guys are like what do you mean the fuck you mean dude like you know like if it's like like as if hip-hop's like a religion or some shit like you know what i'm saying like as if like oh what you know and i was like one of those guys man that where, you know, damn near like full circle. So it was like, you know, I started off as a break dancer, you know what I'm saying? And then hung out with the homies that was that was doing graph and shit with, you know, graffiti art. And then I had we had the homies that were DJs, you know, so I would mess around on the turntables and, you know, and I would rap. So it's like out of most of the elements and shit like that, if we really want to go into some hip hop stuff, it's like that, you know, I was pretty heavy into like the lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And um, so like for me and a couple of, and, you know, for some of my homies, you know, hip hop for us, it wasn't really on like, yo, we want to be 
sign or we want to blow up. It was kind of like, this is our day to day. We wake up and we do our thing. Like either the homie was coming to the house to break dance in my garage on my Ninoleum, or we was listening to the boom boxes, listening to the instrumentals and rap, you know, and rapping. You know, or, you know, and then like we would look forward to going to a place where we actually could rap and battle somebody. And, you know, and that was that was pretty much like our that was like our day. Like that was our day of the click. It was like, you know, fucking rap, you know, try to battle somebody in the hood. Anybody want to battle, you know, cool. You know, if not, we just, you know, keep it moving. We was, you know, and after a while we started getting into songwriting and yeah. And then from there it was like performing shows. So then. You know, it was like that was a good that was a good like world for me, like in hip hop during that time. And um, but, you know, now, like, dude, sometimes I, you know, I look at hip hop, I'm like, wow. I mean, you know, it's it's like at my age, like I, I know like there's a there there are markets that still exist, you know, for hip hop. Like, you know, I don't really think hip hop has like an age stamp on it. I just think that markets in terms of like what we see on the mainstream thing it's it just always it, obviously they're going to go for the youth you know what i mean so it's like we're always going to see shit that like, more younger you know what i mean and just like what is this shit you know what i mean to where we just really can't relate because we're like a generation or two removed already so you know right so with me it kind of makes me feel like okay 50 years of hip-hop like I don't really know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, 50 years of what? Mainstream labels keeping certain things alive, I guess. I don't, you know, but certain aspects of hip hop has been long gone, done a long time ago. Yeah. Yep. yep. In the Olympics real. now, like they're not, you know what I mean? Like it's not traditionally like, you know, the way B-boying used to be now. Like that shit's on a whole nother, a whole nother like side of the spectrum now. It's like, it can, it can honestly not be hip hop anymore. Like really, like a B boy or a B girl could, you know, they could sit here and say, well, the foundations, you know, and they can uh, probably, you know, point out some breaks, some legendary breaks, you know, Apache and stuff like that. But, uh, yo, are you there? Yeah, yeah. My, my, my bad. I don't know. I had an incoming call or whatever, but, you know, like they probably could do stuff like, like, a, you know, where they can, dance to to things like you know apache or whatever but um you know or, or not you know what i mean so there's great alternative shit that's not even hip-hop anymore but it's gotten to that to that uh level now you know is what i'm saying so it's you know like you could you could literally get people that's involved in hip-hop and they don't really you know it's like it's not of their concern where the roots come from or anything you know, rappers, b-boys, anybody, because it's that much of a commodity. Yo, can you hear me? Yo, yo, King, can you hear yo, me? Yo, 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 yeah, yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> it, it started out as like um, in the culture, like in the early seventies, late seventies. It's like America yeah. wasn't even ready yeah. for hip hop, and they didn't even want it. But in right. flash forward fifty years later. It's part of like political campaigns. It's part of marketing ads. It's part of um, it's part of the Olympics, and it's definitely a lot of huge corporations behind it now, with lots of money behind it now, dude. Um, yeah, it's, it's a huge commodity now, man. Yeah, the purity, yeah. it's losing its purity, and the MCing that we once knew 
and the emceeing that that we fell in love with in, in, our, in our years of adolescence and teenage years, that's almost gone. It's still there. I can still I can hear, I can still see bits and pieces of the culture. Like, and I hate to use them as an example, but of course, Griselda, J. Cole, you know, Action Bronson, Joey Badass. Let's see, Black Thought. I mean, the legends and the icons in the '90s. There's if. If they're still alive and kicking well, they've always been representing. But at some point, I know that they're gonna get kind of older. But we need we need younger ones to carry this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we can't always depend on the '90s icons to keep this going. We gotta pass yeah, it yeah. on to the youth. And did the youth catch on to the to the boom bap '90s that we do? I don't know. Not really. No. No, I, I mean, I, I think I think the music has naturally changed, yeah. you know, like 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 all things. But at the same time, um, I do, I think, like like I said, dude, I, I think hip hop is one of those unique things, man, where it's there's there's so many layers that to like talk about it in terms of, you know, there's there's just um, you know legendary like court cases, political things that you know have gone down, um, you know, just so many things to to the point where. It's like, um, you know, it's like traditions, you know, are like all traditions, you know, should be questioned, you know, to see like where we're going and where we're headed. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that I feel like that the market now for hip hop, you know, um, coming from coming out of the 70s, going through the 80s and 90s and now where we are now, it's just like you said, it's so huge to the point now where like everything that once had value like this it just gets really watered down once it becomes like a worldwide like commodity and it's used in all like you said all types of marketing tools so it's you know what i mean it's it's like that whole um like being authentic and all that type of stuff like that's been out the door like a long time ago so so then like you know there are people that's been around for a while that still are just relying on these you know who you know these like legendary artists to still kind of pull something through you know what i mean like hey you know like how many more tricks you got left before you you know what i mean before you leave it alone like and 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 you know and and i remember like feeling like that dude and i only like even my side just don't feel like that no more like for me personally dude it's like i don't know man it's like you know when they're like hey you know so and so just came out with a new album it's like all right cool like you know no worries it's just uh you know the way the way markets are man it's just you know i haven't i haven't genuinely heard good music for the sake of just hearing good music it's like hearing music comes with like a you know a like and a share and a and a this and i'm down with this too and, and you know it gets into like a sense of tribalism like oh yeah i'm listening to this or i you ain't heard the that or da, 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 da. and then you know then you find yourself just like damn like I just want to hear some dope shit, you know what I'm saying? And um and that's 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 pretty much you know how I think about it. So I know we've been building, right? You know, Smash Bad made some controversial comments about NWA and the West Coast. What's your mm -hmm. thoughts on Specialized's opinion about NWA saying that they they Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that that uh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I heard that comment, dude. So like this is kind of an example of what I'm talking about with with just everything that goes around technology information all this and you know sound bites and 
people, you know, interpreting, misinterpreting things online and all this. So uh, when I heard it, you know, I was listening. I, I had to make sure that I was listening to like a, a, a full, you know, like a, a huge chunk of it. That way I wasn't just, you know, if just in case if he said something later or in the end where I'm like, oh, maybe he was trying to say that. But so there, there's so many things to talk about that comment. You know, and because first, you know, it's like first, it's like, let me explain it in a way to where it doesn't just look like, oh, well, you're the guy from California. So you're going to you're going to talk with some kind of bias, you know. So it's like, let me just break down some things and then we can just see if that if what special ed said and if it actually holds true to what is going on. Like, you know, because it's like when somebody says something like that, you know, like, hey this group was you know is pretty much where all the destruction started to take place you tend to see you know when i look around i hear see the comments and you get a lot of people that will that you know a lot of times I, I saw this in the comments like yeah you know someone had to say it and what he's saying you know it is true um you know uh people don't want to admit it but it is true and so there's so many um layers man so one one thing is for sure is that the years NWA came out, you know, like first hit the scene, you know, like besides like Easy Does It and all that other stuff, you know, we're talking about 87, 88, 89, you know, like those years. Um, you know, dude, prior to, to that, you know, Crack Dude has pretty much was all throughout most black cities by that time by 87 you know what i mean i mean from starting you know from the you know whether or not if people want to go into the government with the contrabands and all with the contras and all this stuff with freeway ricky ross and the conspiracies with that you know what i mean but there's a lot of information within that that actually you know kind of leads to a true story but you know like i said it deals with the government so you know it's going to be that hearsay thing you know conspiracy theory but um, you know, starting starting in California and then moving all throughout the United States. By the time 87, 88 hit, like crack was already demolishing. You know, we were already down the so-called path of destruction. You know what I mean? So it's like and since art imitates life, you know, it's not it's, it's not one of those things where you can it just doesn't make sense for you to say that there's a group responsible for for destruction, an era of destruction like it, you know what I mean? Like, you got to really think, like, you got to make some, you, you got to make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, when you think about music being made and, and art, and when art is created, it's it's really like an example of them imitating life, the things they see in life, whatever political um, atmosphere is, like, whatever, whatever's going on within that time frame. You know what I'm saying? Like, music and art, paintings and things like that is going to reflect, like, what's going on in that time. So, um, so during that time, it's like, you know, people on the West, they're talking about, you know, the, the, the brutalization of LAPD, you know, they're, you know, that's why when you look at like a lot of old NWO, NWA videos, you see like the, you know, the cops usually like chasing after them, like, because they're literally trying to tell you like, this is the shit that we see all the time, you know, corrupted police departments, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, 
the 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 racial violence from the police department so then so then you have the the racial disparities amongst black communities compared to white communities so then this leads to like gang culture and drugs and, and all this other stuff so so it's like all these factors are reasons you know why uh, any community not just black will be headed down a path of destruction you know what i mean lack of resources all this stuff so to sit here and say that a rap group is is you know bringing or highlighting it or amplifying it is just simply not true because the fact of the matter is it was already there before the group before anybody decided to write about it you know what i mean like couldn't nobody write about something like that if it didn't exist you know what i'm saying so so you know so for when special ed says something like that it just makes no sense whatsoever and the only only the only um time that that it will make sense is for someone that is that doesn't know about the streets or doesn't or have you know or doesn't know anyone like don't have family members or whatever and maybe if you grew up in the suburbs and you know then yeah i could see where your perspective would be like oh yeah you know because yeah from the outside looking in that's all you're going to see because you don't really have a real insight you know view about anything you know what i mean it's all it's just from the outside so you know your so your opinion is really irrelevant it's not it's not valid because you know what i mean that's you know you, you're clearly trying to talk or pass judgment on something that you don't know and and that was that was also like a big issue that i don't think people on the east coast really understood too like for someone that is not from the West to say something like that and not have an understanding like of our culture, like what we do here and like how we dress and how we talk or walk, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I wouldn't go over there and say something, you know, about some East Coast group. And, you know, and if I don't know anything about 5% religion or anything like that, like, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna open my mouth and just say something reckless. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't know how they live over there. You know what I mean? So you don't know how how they are imitating uh, life, you know what I mean, with their art. So it's not really, it's not up for you to judge. And if hip hop, you know, and and so that that's like my, just in a nutshell, like, you know, foundational take on that. Like why that, that statement is wrong and why it's just kind of, um, it's kind of reckless and kind of just like, you didn't put too much thought in it when you said that. Now, had he would have said something that would have been something along the lines of, you know, bringing up all the things I just brought up in terms of like crack, you know, and lack of resources and, you know, things like that. And, you know, systematic oppression and then say, okay, and then from there, you know, it looks like the rise against the rap started happening because then you then you you take the blame off of N.W.A.'s eyes and you put it into what white media was have, you know, was trying to basically um, you know, run with the narrative in which they did, and it worked because whenever you see somebody that says that special ed is right, you're literally going off of the white narr- the, the, the narrative that white media has portrayed on them because they never call themselves gangster or gang. I mean, gangster rap. You know what I mean? They never call it that. Really, you know, they actually call it reality rap because yep. that's the stuff that they're rapping about. You know what I mean? It's what they see. So if someone on New York which lives a completely different lifestyle. You know, you got boroughs over here. You know, we got more like spread out housing and, you know, 
uh, you know, freeways are a little more like you have to like get on a, a car and drive to go to places in LA. Whereas in New York, you know, some things, you know, you take the train, you got, there's, you know, it's, it's way different the way the, uh, the way the population is spread out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all these things are a factor on why like certain street, um, why certain, how certain street violence is pretty much handled. Like, you know what I mean? And that's not for me to sit back and say how things are handled, but it's just saying like, if you would just take a logical approach to it and say, well, you know, California and New York have two different their weather is way different. Like, you know, like it doesn't snow out here like that, like it does in New York. You know, like we don't we don't have to wear Tim's and bubble jackets and all that. You know what I mean? To just stay warm. You know what I mean? So it's just a it's a whole different perspective. And it's and, you know, it's just something that, you know, if like I said, if special ed from him being an OG, I was actually a little bit I was disappointed in him for saying that because me, myself, personally, I listen to special ed. I listen to a lot of East Coast rap, you know, like that's some of my favorite favorite rap. But I also like West Coast rap, too, you know, because I was I was raised on this shit. And at, when I was growing up as a rapper, when I used to be all up on that East, you know, the East Coast stuff and Temple of Hip Hop, KRS, all that you find, you know, you when when you when you get older, you, you tend to like break things down, critically think it through. And then you then you ask yourself and you're like, man. This stuff seems more like a cult, dude, than anything, because it's like, you know, like I'm sitting over here, you know, I'm on the West. Like, I, I can't really relate to what they do on the East. So for me, it was like, yeah, I was so caught up in, you know, with just your love for hip hop that you find yourself perpetuating stuff that you, you really don't even really know that you're doing. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you know, <clears throat> like some of the things like with people on the East, you know, or I don't know if you ever went through this, but there are if there are some people out there that have either heard this or experienced this, you know, then cool. But if you haven't, then you have it. You know what I mean? And so but so like there is this thing, you know, like I don't know if it's a stereotype or not that the New York rappers on the East, you know, somehow are looked at or perceived as more lyrical than like the the rappers on the west like back in the day that's how that's how like that that's how it used to be like you know what i'm saying like it would be one of those things where it's like folks probably wouldn't say it but it's just one of those things where it's like yeah you know it's one of those things like oh you know and 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 you, people make jokes about it like they'll be like oh yeah you know he's talking about that that astronomical bombical lamical romical you know what I mean? all that type of stuff you know what i mean or or they'll even say like yeah, he raps like he's from the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, like, you know, what is that? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. so so it's, it, you know, and and when I was when I was younger, I used to kind of like think kind of negative about that. But now when you break it down and you start to think of things like in terms of the music industry and how things were from the 80s and the 90s, you know, you tend to like you, you're like, wow, man, like. You know, you didn't I didn't know it was like this, you know, what I mean, and which is which was why I'm going back to special ed's comment, because, you know, if he's saying N.W.A. like in that 80s period and 90s period, like New York ran the like they ran the radio waves like they ran they ran radio like for years and years. You know, I mean, since the birth of hip hop through, throughout the 80s, throughout the 90s, I mean, they ran the radio, you know what I'm saying? So. 
if NWA or any type of gangster rap was that influential, you know, how was it that, you know, why is it that they weren't getting nowhere near as much radios play as they should have? I mean, if that was the case, because there, you know, there was artists like Ice Cube and them, they, they would mention that, that back in the day when they would be touring and stuff, they'll be in areas like in the East and not one DJ would play, not one, one West Coast artist. It didn't matter if they were high roll. It didn't matter if they were, you know, Brother Lynch hung. It didn't matter if they were Spice One. It didn't matter if they were West Side Connection. Like, you know, they just, they would not play not one artist. So <clears throat> when you think even as a lyricist in the West, you know, if you're dealing with someone on the East, you know, like I said, you I can't put, I can't generalize everybody on the East and say they feel that way, which is, that would be wrong for me to do that. You know what I mean? But for me to sit here and deny that there are some, some East Coast rappers or fans of hip hop that have a bias or let's say like a certain type of like, let's say arrogance to, to like how they feel about hip hop. Like I said, I would, I can't generalize everybody because I don't, I don't think everybody feels a certain way like that. But I do know that there is a, a group of East Coast heads that feel like a sense of entitlement when it comes to like, you know, what hip hop is and what hip hop is not, you know what I mean? Um, like I know some of the OGs that used to straight up say that the, the gangster rap or the reality rap stuff is not hip hop, <clears throat> you know, like Grandmaster Kaz and all them. <clears throat> I mean, you can you can Google their videos and hear them say that verbatim. Like, no, nah, that's not hip hop, you know, or they'll or they'll say something like that's rap, not hip hop, you know, and you're like, wow, like, what do you, you know what I mean? So so then when you, you, you start to like do your homework and you're, you know, you're, you know, you start to do your history and you're like, well, damn, man, like there's OGs that's been in the game on the West for so many years. I mean, obviously Dre, but like, you know, like Battle Cat, you know, I mean, he's been a DJ for East Coast DJs for years. You know what I mean? I even DJ for LL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like like so at some point in time, you know, hip hop, it wasn't like that to where. People were just you were being judged just by because you're from a coast or you represent a coast or they, you know, it was, you know, and somehow I think it has something to do with just the way how the industry shifted from, you know, being being predominantly East Coast and now branching off. And, you know, there's markets in the South, the the, east, the West, you know, it's it's all over the place. But um, and, and you know, and I thought about it and I, I think like. You know, maybe it's one of those things, man, you know, like if, if you made something or if you're responsible for making something and then all of a sudden like it travels and people are doing what you're doing, but they're going to they're going to do it to like they're going to have their own spin on it. You know, what I mean, they're going to do it the way they do it. Like it's not going to be done exactly the way you did it, but they're going to have their own interpretation of like how they see it. So, uh, you know, I guess it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, you got to you got to understand that, it, you know, they're not going to follow your. They're not going to follow your way. They're going to have their way. And you got to be able to accept that because if not, then yeah, I guess you'll find yourself, you know, in that, maybe in that case of like, maybe some New York heads feel that way. Like, you know, Oh, th this ain't the hip hop that I grew up, you know, this ain't the hip hop that I grew up on. You know, this is not, this is not the hip hop. Like what, you know, what's going on with that? Like, you know, they don't, they're not following the code or the, you know, they don't have all the elements or whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's you know, it's I think it's a mixture of all that, man. You know what I mean, and and then some. You know? No doubt, man. Um, yeah. And speaking of uh, 
I hate to say this, but New York rappers don't even like each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, for example, sorry, excuse me. For example, um, there's, a, there's a couple documentaries on Netflix where um, you see Melly Mel. <laughs> sorry, bro. Oh, where good. You see, where you see Melly Mel talking shit about Run DMC. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like, like nobody. He doesn't yeah. even like, he doesn't even yeah. like Run DMC. And <laughs> he, he doesn't like anybody, him. dude. Yeah, so, he doesn't like anybody. <laughs> when he got into it with Eminem, and Eminem, you know, like, you know, Eminem did respond, and then when M- when Melly Mel dissed him back, I don't yeah. know, man. It's, but, it's, you know, it's you look bad. Roach, you look out your book bag. That shit? <laughs> you know. Ah, like, you heard it, right? Even, you know... You know that there's some hater energy in there if he's even fronting on Run DMC, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Run DMC took it worldwide. Maybe there's a little bit of resentment because I think Run DMC definitely took it farther than than the Furious Five. I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but, yeah, on, on the commercial level for sure, dude. Like, they're, they're the ones, you know what I mean? Like, you know that, yeah, all the radio play, all the worldwide, you know, accolades. You know, I mean, they were known. They were the like yeah, the first to be known like that to blow up like that. Let me ask you this before I let you go, man. What is hip hop missing these days? Is is, is hip hop lacking something? What's is is you know like what's lacking in the culture? What's missing? Mm. Um, dude, you know what? I don't know, man. I I I don't know if it's something missing or or if it's just going into its you know its oversaturated phase. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, just like, like a lot of, like all the other genres, you know what I mean? Like, like it's had, it's had, it's, it's had, and it's still going on, I guess for, you know what, dude, to be honest with you, dude, like, I don't even know, I don't even, I don't think what we're listening to, to be honest with you, is like hip hop anymore. You know, um, I, I, I just, I just think that because there are people that's rapping, you know what I mean? And all that, but like. The production is way different now, you know, like the like the production is different. It's it's not your your boom bap type of format. Um, the way that like the rap cadences and stuff like that, like it's it's totally like different. Like it's um it's not, you know, and I wouldn't, you know, and if people sit here and say, Well, no, nah, this is type of I don't know, man, like, you know, like I don't really, you know, I don't know what this is. I, I think maybe it's it's um changing you know what i mean it's going into some other phase um and right now you know it's, it's kind of like how disco used to be you know what i mean like after a while you had like everybody you know all these different artists cutting all these you know different records but then every, you know certain people were just sounding like each, like the same and so much of the same that you know it just gets watered down dude and you know and and people people after a while are gonna want to hear something different I think that's where we're at right now. You know, I think people want to hear something different. It's like they don't want to hear the boom bap shit no more. Like we don't like people don't want to go backwards. They want to move forward, but they don't want to keep hearing the same shit, you know. And and I think that's like where we are right now in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, me personally, like like I said, I don't listen to probably 90% of hip hop that's out like, you know, the stuff that's on the radio, like I have no clue, dude. Like who the hell's who? And when I do jump in, I, I jump in to, to try to, to to look and see if there's something I can attach myself to, and I just can't. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, man. I just think it's I think it's changing. 
I gotta really I when we get off, I'm gonna text you and hit you up. We gotta talk about your beats. I gotta hear your beats, man. You gotta send me some. Yeah, I'll, man, for sure. Yeah. And I'll I'll send you what I'm well, I'll send you what I've been working on too. I'll I'll email it, you know? Right, uh, right, right. So yo Kings, man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, is there any announcements out there? Any any shout outs you wanna do? Any anything you wanna announce out there for the peoples? Yeah, man. Um, just wanna just shout out due to the you know the Ox City heads, man. You know, um, all the the rapping, all the MCs that I've had a great chance to you know become friends with and you know and hang out with and all that cool stuff. All the B boys that you know that um, I've you know I, I have homies that are you know some of my B boy homies are still my homies today. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. You know, all that type of stuff, dude, is all love, man. You know what I mean? And just, you know, heads on the 805. You know, I do want to say one one last little point, dude, about that hip-hop special ed thing. Just real quick and I'll get ghost. <laughs> it was just that the fact, dude, that when he brought up Wu-Tang, man, like, and he said, uh, it, it wasn't the fact that, that he said that Wu-Tang is for the kids. I know he was joking about that. But then he said Wu-Tang, you know, spits uh, knowledge and positivity. Yeah. And so and so the problem with that, that is, dude, like, you know, in politics and stuff, too. It's like so who so who is the group that's more about knowledge and positivity, N.W.A. or Wu-Tang? So here's a group. So here's a group, N.W.A., who literally it's like showing, you know, painting, you know, get painting you guys pictures of what's going on. You know, what I mean, in 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 L.A., um, whether if if it's hard to swallow or not, the the picture is still painted. And yeah. when it's when the picture is painted, the law enforcement says, "Hey, don't do this or else." And they still fucking do it. Like, is that if that's not hip hop? What the fuck is? You know what I'm saying? So so my thing is is like if that didn't send a message to you know to the to people about you know what's really going on. I mean, we know we feel this way, you know what I'm saying? With with the whole, you know, with what their message was about police, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, um, why he's like, why would we not stand behind that rather than um, shunning that and looking like that is the reason why, you know, you got it's like I don't understand our views. It's like one minute, one minute hip hop is this tool for resistance and, you know, and movement. And next minute, the hip hop is some type of conservative tool that, you know, we're supposed to just be dancing and singing and and not not raising awareness. So I don't you know, and that's the problem that I'm having with that comment, too. You know what I mean? It's like, where's the contradiction in that? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it, it, you know, what I mean, it's like so anyways. Yeah, man. But announcements, man. Uh, like I said, just all the people on Ox, man, you know, I'm doing their thing, man, yourself. You know what I'm saying? And. Um, you know what I mean, and yeah, man, and you know, Sound Guild Farm. You know what I'm saying? If we, those are out ever out here in the AV, if you guys are uh, want some organic produce, you know who to hit up, man. Hit your boy up, and um, yeah, man. Pretty much, I think that's about it, man. Yo, Kings, it's been a pleasure. Like, you know, this this thing we call hip hop, this culture, it, it once meant a lot to us growing up and as an adult. Sometimes. It's getting harder and harder to hold on to it. I, I get it. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's changed. It's morphed into something else. Mm -hmm. And um, 
just bro, thank you for all your contributions, man, with uh, with Absalon and the music you guys made. And thanks for doing this podcast. Let me hit you back right now. Flew on attack. Yeah, man. Word, dog. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Yo, the interview, dog. MD Podcast, we did it. One love, Kingsley. Yeah, man. All love. All right, Peace. then. Peace. Kings, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Hell yeah, no doubt. All right, all right. All right. Ladies and gents, welcome to the podcast. And I just want to say that this is actually the second segment that me and Kingsley will have for the interview. Um, and before we get started, I just want to say thanks to Kingsley, man. Thank you for linking me up with Dr. Linda Kiki V. And I got a chance to interview her and pick her brain. And she was a wonderful guest, man. How'd you feel about her episode? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And um appreciate that um you know, that you, you end up, we're able to like do that, man, to put that in on your platform and squeeze that in because, uh, you know, times right now, man, you know, it was this really important dude. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, well, you know, um, cause me and, and, you know, like, I know her as Kiki. So, you know, and a lot of people that like know her as like friends, we, we know her as like Kiki. So I'll just refer her as Kiki. So, um, like me and her, you know, like we're homies from, you know, from the hood. So, um, and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was dope, man. And, and, you know, like I said, she's, uh, she's, she's like one of those friends slash like mentor type of folks, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because of like the knowledge that she has and stuff like that, she's been able to kind of, you know, to contribute, you know, her knowledge and stuff to some of, uh, like the, some of our uh, groups that we have, like in black studies and stuff, you know what I mean? Like there's a group of us, you know, and, uh, sometimes we have book readings and stuff like that. And, and, uh, sometimes, you know, they actually, you know, her and a few other people, um, part of this reading group, just to sidetrack real quick, they actually, uh, were part of the, the inspiration for me influence for me to like farm and stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, um, they play a big part of that. Um, you know, so it, it like came out of that, like black studies group and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, uh, you know, so yeah, man, big up to Kiki. And uh, I thought the interview was really dope, man. Um, you know, she was able to cover, um, a lot of the things that she wanted to cover, you know what I mean? And, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, like I said, bro, like, thanks for allowing uh, a platform oh, for man. folks like her to do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, for sure. Kings. And I got a chance to ask her some of my questions coming from a spiritual perspective and what's your right. thoughts on it? Like the root, you know? Um, yeah. so Kings building off on the, on the interview with Kiki, um, are you, are you willing to share your thoughts on what's going on with Gaza and Palestine right now? Well, yeah, man. Um, you know, this is interesting dude, because you know, like me, so, you and me, like we've we've been homies since way back. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about kids, you know, high high school years. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And sir. um, and, and so and like the commonality for us is like hip hop. You know no what I'm saying? And uh, no and and so and I know like with with you, like this has been you know your platform to you know either you are interviewing, you know, I mean you have your own personal interests, but like you know you interview MCs, you know, rap like people. You know what I'm saying? That either contributed to the culture or has something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, so, 
like as far as uh you know when it comes to why i feel it's important to speak about what's going on you know with the genocide that's happening in gaza mm. um you know that it's it's important because so coming from a hip hop like roots right you know what i'm saying um for some of us as like a youth growing up in in let's say the streets and stuff you know whether um whatever the circumstances may be of your upbringing or whatever somehow when you lat when people latched on to hip hop you know um there's there's this so-called culture that we call it you know what i mean that consists of these so-called elements you know djing and all this and it's more of like the material side of like hip hop it's like it's it's what you see and then there's this actual inside of of like you know the a spiritual essence of like what hip hop is you know what i'm saying and yeah. very few of us though and many and it to be honest with you regardless of like how much you've profited off of hip hop or whatever um very few of us have like tapped into that like spirituality of it because some of us has have literally you know been raised by hip hop you know from a childhood so it's like <laughs> I, i'm like i'm you know what I mean? And me, like, I'm one of those, I'm one of those child, I'm one of those, those, you know, products of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm one of those children. <laughs> yeah. So, so I hate to give you like the runaround of why I wanted to bring that up in terms of like, you know, what does it have to do with, uh, with what's going on in Palestine? No, but I mean, it has everything to do with it because, you know, mm -hmm. um, hip hop in essence, you know, started, you know, regardless of what anybody want to say i mean it comes from a neighborhood that was you know marginalized people you know um black and brown people you know and um so uh when you look at the conditions whether if you're looking at it from like a small portion of what you see like that that that's happening in uh palestine and how you can relate it to what has happened let's say the history of the United States, for instance, um, you know, with colonialism and things like that, um, in terms of Europeans, uh, so-called self-determination uh, propaganda of, you know, being ordained by God, you know what I mean? To go and basically spread religion as a, um, as a tool to basically take lands and things like that, you know what I mean? And then you have a spiritual side of this religion that, deals with the poor people that know nothing about that side of it you know what i'm saying like as far as like the spirituality spirituality being connected to like empire let's say so so i think like it, with hip-hop man i mean like it, you know this this whole social hierarchy of things man like you see this like correlation with things and, and like i said the birth of hip-hop i mean if we take it in a new york essence you know I mean, people were literally displaced out of their homes, you know what I'm saying, um, due to the creation of highways and things like that. I mean, it split certain highways split through boroughs in New York that separated families and displaced a lot of people, black and brown. You know, what I mean, a lot of poor people. And, mm -hmm. and because of that, you know, you had a lot of abandoned uh, buildings and things like that where you had these owners and things, you know, like everybody knows the history of the burning buildings in the Bronx and things like that, that people take the history and early history of stuff like that when it comes to hip hop. But when you think of this, you're, you're, you're looking at a very small, on a smaller scale of a government that is 
uh, oppressing the people inside of the city of uh, the Bronx and areas of New York and then come out of that kind of subjugation, you know what I mean, of like the areas, you know, you have the creation of like art and things like that. And then you have the, you know, the pretty much the uh, what comes out of that is hip hop. Um, so, you know, when you look at these type of things, when it comes to like labeling of, you know, people, the early creators of hip hop, you know, they were they weren't rubbing shoulders hand in hand with the police. You know, in fact, they were labeled as like savages and, you know, very similar things. Like I said, you see this on a minute scale in, in, in our own in our own backyard, but in a larger, um, you know, view in Palestine, you see this in terms of, you know, with the propaganda coming from Israel, you know, you see this whole like painted picture of, oh, you know, as if as if uh, the, the Palestinian people are not human, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and if, if people could only open their eyes outside of just identity politics and look at the way power is distributed in the world, then you would, you, you would see with a clear view that, you know, this has happened in our own backyard, you know what I'm saying? Just, mm -hmm. um, and it continues to happen and it will continue to happen, you know, cause this is what a fascist government, um, pretty much, uh, this is what they have to offer. So yeah, man, I, I gave you a whole runaround spill, dude. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, like if you if you're really about the essence of hip hop, as far as the spirituality sense to, to understand that like, this is the same thing in terms of like, you know, um, the creation of this art form came out of the 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 oppression from in, from the empire of the United States. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, gangs didn't start off as like people just wanting to get get together to do bad shit you know what i'm saying like they were actually social movements you know what i mean that got corrupted and stuff through uh you know like i said a lot of uh you know right and center right propaganda and things like that you know what i'm saying and these things are still playing in our our uh, communities to this day you know what i'm saying so yeah mm -hmm. and i'm gonna come back i'm gonna come back to that subject later about our thoughts in gaza and palestine and how it's connected to us hip hop um, community, but speaking of hip hop, I must bring this up. This is current news. I gotta bring this up to Kingsley, man. Like, dog, what's your thoughts on all these sexual assault uh, cases right now coming out on Diddy? With uh, Diddy, Jamie Fox, uh, everybody. There's a lot. The Cuba Gooding, um, Axel Rose, the mayor of New York, Jimmy Iovine, Interscope Records. Everybody's getting hit with sexual assault cases right now. What's your thoughts on that, Kingsley? <clears throat> Hello? Yo, Kings, you there? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yo. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Yo, yo, yo. All right, all right. We're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so yo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, what's my thoughts on that, dude? So, yeah. Um, well, uh, well, my initial thoughts, I mean, obviously, or, you know, as a human being is like, man, it's just disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like morally sound, but, but to, but to like, to really analyze this, uh, this, these are just parts of the, the issues, man, with, you know, with um, the way we view social status um, social, you know, and and how it's important for us as a people within hip hop to be social conscious of like, you know, 
just because people are in in higher ups or because they're our favorite rappers or favorite whatever it doesn't mean you know that you that they're like you know as good as gold or you know like they're untouchable or they're just always morally right or sound you know what i'm saying so and like the reason why i say this is because i mean people like them like diddy um even the the alleged stuff that people have been saying about africa bambada you know what i mean with this pedophilia stuff um it, it's like it goes like the rabbit hole goes deep you know what i'm saying and i i think some of that is just dealing with the way people are you know the way they deal with others as far as the above and below relationships when they deal with you know power man it's like you know um the record industry um you know has this has this way of being perceived as something that's more like godlike you know what i'm saying depending on who you are and and you know and I, and i and i think that's something that's important man about like um the purpose of like what you know why you want to be an artist you know what i'm saying mm. and, and things like that too because it's like uh if your purpose is to be like if you have a purpose on why you want to get your art out then i then it may um guide you in you know to stay away from from like you know the wolves and shit like that like ditties but then again it's like hey dude i want to make it clear though out there that what i just said right now um make it clear that i'm not a woman so it's like you know what i mean being a woman is something totally different bro like you know what i'm saying with the the mm -hmm. culture and things like that of patriarchy so it's like you know i only i only know this from speaking to women and obviously um having a, a wife of my you know myself and her expressing and letting me know things like hey you have no idea of like the dangers of what it's like you know what i'm saying of being a woman and stuff and always having to be on your guard so it's like, so these type of things, you know, what I mean, it's it's like when it, you know, I, I can't speak for, let's say, in the sense of like Cassie and her motives, but and I can't speak for Diddy either. But, you know, when you kind of look at this, you know, I kind of saw some of this type of maybe behavior just from looking at him, the way he was handling people when that like that old school making the band show you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> i mean real. i mean you you saw some for of his real. like power trip tendencies you know what i'm saying where for you were just real. like you know what i mean where you're like yo like why the fuck are you even why are you making these young kids do all this you know what i'm saying so <laughs> for real. For so real. yeah for so real. you know what i'm saying and and so it's like i don't know these guys personally but you know just based off a of track record and stuff like that and and like i said uh being in a place where, um, you know, where hip hop is perceived as this commercial crazy commodity, man, these producers and record execs, man, I mean, they, you know, they're kind of bigger than life to some of these people, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and like I said, none of this justifies what the fuck happens to, to Cassie. I mean, it's all on Diddy, you know what I'm saying? In terms of, um, what's happened so it's like don't get my words twisted it's just a it's it's just what i'm saying is taking an overall like just just analyzing like the overall thing it's like you know the way power especially like in hip-hop you know the way it gets perceived man i mean dude so um let's like even just just taking the the sexual harassment and everything outside of it let's just just taking the status of 
major producer and then you got this artist you know what i'm saying and you know and then this person that's you know you're you're thinking as this 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 uh wherever you're coming from whether it be a lower social status or whatever wherever you're poor or not but like you want to get on and and you know and this person is basically like telling you yo i got the fucking you know i got the key to the, the the key to the city basically like you know, just 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 roll with me, and I and I'll take care of you, kind of thing, and um, and so yeah, it, it's almost like they are playing this god type of role over you, you know, um, and yeah, man, I like I said, dude, it's 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 hard to speak about other people, me myself personally, you know, what I'm saying like, I I wouldn't, I I can say that I wouldn't allow myself to be taken advantage of by someone like that, but then again. I can't sit here and, and speak for other people and say that, you know, um, you know, whatever they went through or, you know, is, it, you know, the reason why is because they were in these situations. Like, I don't believe in all that, man. I, I do believe that the person in power does have a very responsibility and accountability to treat others like a fucking human, dude, like they're yeah, human. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, and, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's so much ugly news in the world. There's so much ugliness going on right now. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to ask and kind of just comment on is that, you know, did he step down today from Revolt? He, You know, he owns Revolt, but he had to step down at a part of the chairman board. So I know this is kind of biting him in the ass for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wanted to ask and say is that Lately, Kings, they say that hip-hop hasn't been charting. It hasn't been charting at all in the Billboard charts, and it hasn't been selling. It hasn't been selling or streaming. Now, the Golden Age, though, is still selling venues out. Why do you think that is, man? Like, why the... I mean, I know there's obvious reasons why it's not selling, but what can fix that in 2024? All right, man. Ace. Yo, bro. So, like, as much as I love hip-hop, dude, I I love you ready for this answer, dog. And whoever's out there, hear me out, bro. Like, do it. And and, and anybody out there in in Radioland, if you guys ever, like, want to hit me up on the solo and to talk about this, because the answer I'm going to give, people may not want to hear this, but it's all good. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. I'm more than open I'm more than open to have a a a good um respectful dialogue, you know what I'm saying about it. Because so the way I look at this is like this, dude. Um hip hop as being a part of the music industry is a part of the capitalist industry. So everything is going to have its time based off of where the youth is guiding the music. So what so so what what happened is it's like there's going to become a market for everyone to a certain degree. So like for us we're in our let's say going we're going into some of us are going to our late 30s, 40s, mid 40s, whatever. Um our we are considered like that age where we're like, we were able to be the ones that were buying the golden era albums and going to shows, but still like being young enough, you know what I mean? To still be the youth that would carry it. So there was still like this market to be tapped into, you know what I'm saying? And um, so what happens is, is like, 
right now, this young era, um, they're moving on to different genres right now. That that maybe hip hop is is a is a catalyst to these genres, um, or maybe have a in, a certain somewhat of an influence, or maybe just not an influence, but maybe just like um, a collaboration of what you would say. Like for instance, like Afrobeat. Like 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 these are like new genres that you know. After a while, it's just like, hey man, um, you can hear some type of element to these things, you know. Whether, whether or not they didn't spring from the hip hop at all, but you can see how a hip hop artist can say, well, you know what, um, this boom bap shit or this drill shit or whatever is just not, whatever, you know, doing it. Um, I'm going to, you know, maybe switch and do some of this type of production shit. I mean, you know, music is music, but at the same time, music is also a part of the capitalist in- industry. So it's like, you know, boom bap artists right now, as far as like the 30, the 40 year olds, we're going to we're going to sell out and have and enjoy artists <laughs> like the most deaths. The, the, you know, what I mean, like we're because we're we're only like we're 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 turning into the 92 point. Uh, no, what's that? 94.7. You know, what I mean, like like we're returning into like that, that uh, the wave, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you listen to the wave, I think it is they'll play like some old school music or. I can't remember what radio station is where they just play like a bunch of old school shit and we hear like the same top 40 old school songs. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, like we hear the Luther Vandross, we'll hear the Marvin Gaye songs, we'll hear the Tina Marie's, the Rick James. And, and, and then, you know, like every now and then these, some of these artists, whether if they're still alive or not, they'll do these tours or these little mini tours. And, you know, these folks that are around this age group, they'll pack the house out in places like Vegas and casino nights and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Um, so there's like this market that's turned for everybody in this in this the way this system works, dude. So in hip hop, it's like, you know, we are going to be going to these KRS-One shows and these you know, whatever shows and, you know, and, and going to see the far side and all this other stuff because yeah it's part of our childhood and and it kind of brings us this whole like yeah like this is our shit like you know this is we're it's turning into our old school and these young kids that are moving the industry whether it be drill or whatever like the people like you and i we can't really relate to none of that like it doesn't like we're not attached to that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so so it's more like so i feel like if you're if you're either 40 or you're approaching 40 or 40 and up or whatever, you're making music. I, I think it's only like natural that now we kind of hit this role where we're like, dude, everything has to be made based off a of purpose now. You know what I mean? Like all of our music that has to be made now, like it's, it's all based on the purpose. It's like, there is a beginning, a middle and an end to like why I'm constructing this project. Like there's no longer this like, I'm young and I just want to be out and I want to just have the hardest stuff. You know what I mean? I want to have the hardest beats. I want to say the hardest (laughs) shit. It's more like, Hey dude, I have a full purpose. Like maybe I'm going to make a whole album about me being a father or, you know, or maybe I'm going to make a whole album about just being in love or maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like there's more of a purpose for as, as you get older now. And I, and I think like, you know, 
rap, I, I also rap hasn't been through that. Like how jazz musicians, you know, like you can be 60 playing the saxophone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like hip hop hasn't really hit seeing, you know, even though I'm not like a Jay-Z fan, like everybody else, but people haven't really seen a 60 year old Jay-Z performing where other 56 year old fans are like, Oh yeah, this is the, the place, you know what I mean? For us old schoolers, you know? Yeah. So, 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 so it's like, you know, I, I think, I think hip hop is in this, in this realm, dude, of like, we, you know, it doesn't know if it's ready to like, just let it go and move on mm-hmm. and, and become what it's been and, and become what it is. And kind of just be like, Hey, you know, based off the industry and the way money and capitalist shit works, um, it's, it's going to morph into this other shit right now, you know, yeah. because music is, music is all about like short <laughs> timing, dude, and how you consume it. Yeah. You know? I just want to say like, um, you're right. We are, we, we turned, we just turned 50. It's not, <laughs> it's not quite, it's not quite as old as rock and rollers. Right. Now for legendary artists out there, like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, for example, the Beatles just dropped a new single recently. So they recently just been redoing um, some of John Lennon's old vocals and Paul McCartney has, and Ringo played over it. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the Beatles is still dropping shit. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. And Paul McCartney gotta be mid eighties, right? Yeah. So I mean, there's no way we're gonna let them outlap us. Like we we gotta reach eighties and see how that's like. And you know what? The closest ones who I think is gonna get there first is probably Dre and Snoop. Because mm. I mean, out of out of in the age of early mid fifties, I still see them doing Super Bowl. So the closest one who can probably get there and tell us what aging is like is probably Dre and Snoop. Uh, maybe Jay Z and Nas too. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're up there, getting mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that you. I do. I, I I like this. What you're saying. I like this conversation. Um, did you want to go somewhere else with it, or did you want to kind of? Because I want I wanted to follow up with what you're saying, or did you want to go somewhere else with it? Because it's, it's interesting that you say this, dude. I wanted to yeah. ask you a question about that. Um, I just, for example, I just saw Rakim in San Diego two weeks ago. Rakim got to be older than older than Jay Z. He got to be mm. late fifty. Yeah. And I, and I I saw Rakim still doing venues, man. So like, yeah. we're getting we're getting there. I think in the next five years, who will still be doing it in five years? That that'll be interesting, you know. And for people like Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole, I know we keep saying they're new school, but not really, because at this point they're 15 years in. They've been right, around right. since 2010. Right, they're, they're 15 years in the game now. But I right, think right. the new school, like Tyler the Creator and Travis Scott, I think right, they're right. selling at stadiums. I think they're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, um, dude, this is this is this is very interesting that you say this, man. Hey, you know what? Um, so I I will I would like to ask you know just, just you know the audience out there do that that you know hear this. Um, so like in hip hop, you know, what I mean, because it's like I said, it's all based on the money and all this other shit. So like, um, let's take Rakim for instance, right? Um, Rakim, which when I, so in my, in my era, in my time, um, Rakim was, was to most of us, he was like, supposedly he was the guy that was like ahead of his time 
as yeah. a lyricist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so which actually fathered a lot of other stuff that may have came after him. You know what I'm saying? And and but he was more of ahead of his time so much to where even let's say even in the 2000 era he was still like pertinent to like what other what rappers were sounding like you know what i'm saying so so what i would like to say though is the last time i'm looking at rakim i would like to i, I wonder like is rakim really getting the respect that he deserves or like who's hanging on to Rakim and the rest of all the so-called pioneers because the all I see right now is is um you know like man hey dude this this industry and the way this you know capitalist system is regardless of people that don't want to re realize this it doesn't it doesn't um care about none of the long none of the like pioneer stuff that we care about like like our like the way we care about it 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 doesn't really hold much weight because you know when i when you see rakim it's like yeah but rakim only holds as much weight as drake is as much weight as drake's going to validate him if you get what i'm trying to say yeah. So yeah. like like let, like so let's just say if Drake went on the stage like literally I don't I, I, regardless of what people want to say oh that's not just being honest with you if Drake went on there right now and made some whole spiel about yeah you know I ain't really feeling whatever he has that much influence to where the new the new school heads they just won't acknowledge a rock him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 that is the problem with um when it comes to like hip hop because it's it's suffering under the under the whole like capitalist fucking shit. It's like it's like, you know, the way these record execs and things like that have its claws on it, it, it makes us like older folks sit back and like, you know, we can't just kind of move on and be like, hey dude, that was our time. Let's focus on what we're doing. Instead, we're like critiquing people like the younger people, like the the little dirks and all that. Like, I don't even I can't even relate to these type of rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to me personally, I don't even look at them as the same as like you are, you know, as you as a, you as an MC. Like I look at you like, bro, like this is how I look at you. And I'll give you an example. If me and you are kicking it, bro, smoking, drinking, whatever or not or not sober. If a if a if an instrumental if a certain type of instrumental comes on, you you or me are gonna kick a freestyle off the top of the dome, right? Yeah. Right? Yes and, yes. and and that's gonna be the driving force of our of our of our energy right there. Our relationship was built right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it, it doesn't matter about like you know, if you got a master's, you got a doctorate degree, if you're this or that. If that instrumental comes on, bro, you, you or me are gonna kick are gonna kick a freestyle off the top of the yeah. dome. Not even a, re, a pre written. You feel yeah. me? Like kids, like kids, like right, like kids, like we're still in high school, like right, because that that's our essence. That's right, right. That's yeah. our cloth, dude. That's <laughs> that's our cloth. that's our sword. Like that, that's like we. Cloth. That's our sword, bro. Like like we walk around wanting to keep the sword sharp regardless we are it's just it's, it's, just, it's just like a, a dude that played 
you know, ball when he was, you know, he played in college ball, whatever. It doesn't matter if he made it to the league or not, but he's a ball player. So if he goes out, he gets a court, dude, he's going to, he's going to want to put up some shots. You know what I'm saying? It's just in him or her. I'm going to tell you guys something. I am about 190 episodes deep in my podcast the last three years. Just to give you guys an idea of how much I value Kingsley, Kingsley is the fifth episode ever. He was word, word. five three years ago when it first started out. And, word. and you know, like what Kingsley was saying, we're just from that cloth. It's right. Not, it's not what we're trying to be. It's just who we are, man. It's right, just, right. It's just who we are. It don't matter how old we get, huh, Kingsley? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Marlon, <laughs> I, I, I put, I, bro, uh, here's another one, right? So so we we come from an era where okay. when there was when we roll up into a spot and there was rappers in another place oh yeah we want to test the waters bro we want to oh, yeah. we want to te- we want to check the temperature we want to see what's good <laughs> we want to battle everybody in the building and then we'll shake and break bread later you know what I mean we might do a song we might but but we want to test the waters first you know what I'm saying so boy you you know what I mean so, yes. so what I'm saying is that is not hip hop today. No, hell no. You know what I mean? Like, like, like little dirt, little whatever, whoever. And that's no disrespect, bro. Like they don't know that side of it. They don't understand that upbringing of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, just weren't you know, old enough. They just they were just too young to catch all that. I don't know. Well, yeah, they 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 were they were they they were they hit an era where the the capitalist fucking Hydra the the claws already hit the industry so hard. There was no more wrecks for them to go bust rhymes at. There was no more boys and girls clubs for them to have battle rap tournaments. There was no more of that shit no more. Like the schools already wiped out the music from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, there's a lot of things that government do that a lot of people don't understand, like why we are and how we develop, like, you know, who, like, way shit is, you know what I'm saying? And when, when systems, when people take shit away from you, you don't, you don't realize how good it was until it's gone. You know what I mean? Like, like most of us, if from our era, probably started off battling in some wreck, some recreation room, some after school, this going to somebody's school to battle him, whatever it may be going to the, you know, one of your homies might've threw a battle event on the weekend, might've threw some, you know, like we used, we used to throw hip hop events and just say, Hey dude, bring a, bring a canned food. And we go to the rescue mission and drop off food to the rescue mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was your admission to get in, bro. Bring it. Don't even bring no money, bro. Just bring, bring some canned goods. Bring some food from the house, whatever, bro. At the end of the day, we'll fucking, you know, we'll 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 have the have the grub, and we'll drop that shit off at the rescue mission, bro. Shouts out to to the homie Real, the man, dog. He he's the one that actually put me up on game. And see, this is the stuff I'm saying. I was 15, 16 years old doing those type of things, mm-hmm. and that was community outreach, and I didn't even know it because the older homie that was an OG who was a rapper. He would he would set me and my homies down in his studio. We had no money and he had the equipment and he used to give us beats because he thought we was he thought we was sick on the mic. So, you know, and that's and that's what I mean. Like hip hop doesn't have that no more. You know, like 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 the homie Real to me was was like a big brother figure that took me under his wing. 
You know what I'm saying? And then I brought a lot of other my homies through because the way he the way he took care of me. So so, you know, what I mean, like, you know, like at the time, he's like, you know, I was dealing with parents, you know, my pops, you know, he he had his issues and shit like that. So we weren't seeing eye to eye. I was always trying to be out of the house. So I will go to the homies. We called it the dojo. And um, and, you know, and that's how. And then from there is like my homies came through to the spot. We would be rhyming, freestyling. We did all that instead of hanging out, you know what I mean? Game banging and shit. So that was like our, so that's how hip hop helped us out. Like I didn't have to sell a million records. Hip hop has done enough for me in that sense. I love but, that. I love you that. You know what I'm saying? But, love- but the new guys cannot say that today. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I got a, I had a chance to like, um, I'm moving. I moved recently, maybe two, three weeks ago, to a brand new apartment, and I got it. I had a chance to like really clean out my garage and really collect all the stuff that I need to get to move out. And I got about three boxes worth. All right, of nothing but the Source magazine and Double XL. I got about three boxes full. <laughs> all right, yeah, I got yeah. every issue from 1995 to about 2007 of every Source magazine. I got yeah. about all the issues from 2003 to 2010 of all the Double XL magazines. And I thought about this, man. Once upon a time, kids. These magazines held so much weight and had so much say <laughs> in your career. I'm gonna tell you guys something, kids. If the source gave your album five mics and four mics, oh, we're gonna get it. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that it, if the source gave you three mics, we were not gonna get it. Right. So at <laughs> one point they, they held so much weight and they influenced us. <laughs> So much. I look back now, Kings. What happened? The source in double XL. There's no more. It doesn't hold. It doesn't hold weight no more. That's crazy, man. Wow. <laughs> hey, dog. You. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, know, you know, it's crazy because um, you know, like you said, dude. Like for for um, heads like us, like you miss stuff like that now because you're like, damn, dude, like. I even used to hate like when, when the source hated on on rappers that I thought was sick. Like, they give them like a three mic thing. And I'm like, yo, what? You know what I mean? Like, how you give Dell a, a three three mics, bro? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I get you see what I'm saying though? Like that type of stuff. Um, it, it, it kept yeah. us like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like um like active and and not really seeing like big industry like oh shit like we still kind of saw it as like you know that was you know at, at one point in time um the big industries you know what i'm saying like they still had um conscious rappers you know like the native tongues and stuff like that like they were they were still busy stetsasonic you know like these type of groups you know um gangstar and stuff like that like I wouldn't say Gangstar was actually conscious at first. I, you know, they were actually more street based, but um, more like I would say Stetsasonic, like like Native Tongues, like everybody went under that umbrella. Um, you know, they still dominated the airways, bro. Like like you know, mid to late nineties, even. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I I feel like you know the, it, it's interesting because if if you ask me. 
the the industry uh when it comes to i mean there's a lot of layers to this and when you unpack the layers it it, it creates a lot of controversy and a lot of argument like topics and shit because and and but there's things that need to be addressed like you know like the the industry the industry in new york and how you know starting with new york and the access and the arts and the school of arts and all this stuff that these rappers you know out in the areas like they had a lot of access to this artistic stuff man in new york bro like you know there's there's very prestigious you know art schools in new york and some of these artists that we kind of you know look at or whatever i mean even tupac is a product of that you know what i'm saying oh, yeah so, oh, yeah. so it, you know what I'm saying? Like he went to these prestigious type of art schools and stuff like that. So, so this is not some far fetched stuff. Um, but you know, so like with the labels, and 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 this this brings me to that topic from the first segment, dude. Back to that whole special ed comment on the. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I I like this because it kind of brings it like uh, brings it back full circle because when you break down the history. Um, it's just that you you can't you can't hold a, like a art form like um as is responsible for any kind of like influence on a community because you like you know like I said when the when the art when when New York you know when you look at some of the early New York let's say like eighties nineties I mean you you're looking at transitions of certain things man I mean you know they had their street rap type of shit and then but a lot of the radio stuff. Um, if people don't remember, was a lot of dance type of hip hop music, you know, Kid and Play, um, Kwame, you know, the polka dot stuff, you know, and you had and you had a you had you had some other artists. Like I said, the native tongues were always getting radio play for a very long time. And I think that's where we kind of um get caught up on some cats with that whole um, special ed comment, because I think we get caught up on maybe looking at one or two groups that had major radio play, like, you know, the native tongues coming out of native tongues. You had, you know, the groups you had out of there, the jungle brothers, De La Soul, a tribe called quest. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, and if for those of you, the hip hop connoisseurs, if there's some that I missed, excuse me, but that's, I'm just, those are some of the mainstream artists that I know that are under the native tongue umbrella. So these particular artists, you know, they had major radio play coming from out of New York. Now, when, so when a lot of people say, yeah, you know, we had a lot of conscious shit on radio, blah, blah, blah. It's like they're all, they're pinpointing only a few of those type of artists. Oh, and, and poor righteous teachers, you know, I forgot about poor righteous teachers. You know. and, and maybe you could, but you know, the West also had, um conscious rap too or let's say um yeah so i mean groups like the coup you know what i'm saying boots riley you know those guys the coup i mean you know that that's as um you know that that's as uh revolutionary uh consciousness as it's gonna get you know what i'm saying um so so when you look at this it's more it's more like who are the labels paying attention to? Who are they highlighting? You know what I mean? Yep. And and so and so you can't you can't say that a group is 
responsible. Oh, I forgot about like, you know, uh, Chubb Rock is another one too. You know what I'm saying? He's another one too. He had a, you know, his, that, that, that song that was on the radio, that, that song, uh, forget the name of it, but it's very, very popular dog. But like the lyrics of it is very conscious. You know what I'm saying? It's like a running man type of 90s song, but it's very conscious. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, so that type of stuff, um, you know, but then the record labels changed and it wasn't, it wasn't because of like an NWA because during, during the time, bro, like that, that whole year that, you know, NWA came out with records, these were the years that people like native tongues and these guys still had fucking major radio play over NWA. People weren't playing NWA during those times. They weren't playing NWA dog. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and that's where the, people need to study that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what what record labels were fueling what? Who was getting the major radio play, radio play back then? Because West Coast artists were not getting major spins, bro, like on on major East Coast radio, like, period. You know, unless you're like an MC Hammer or something like that, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't no NWA, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Yeah, but but I end up going off on a tangent, dog. But uh, about that, but I was just you know just saying, dog. You know, just kind of summing that up because I don't think I mentioned that in the first segment. For sure. So, Kings, before we wrap it up, I, you know, I know thanks Thanksgiving just came. I kind of want to talk about you know like Thanksgiving just came. Um, what are some of the things you're thankful about for this year? And what are some of the things you think you take for granted that you should be thankful more for? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you thankful about this year? All right, man. So thank you. Thank you, bro. So it's a little bit about me. Uh, For those out there, I don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, but I do. I, I, but I am thankful for, person so i'm th- i'm thankful for my family i'm thankful for my my friendships i'm thankful you know what i mean i'm thankful for my um for my accomplishments as well as my fuck-ups you know what i'm saying because um it's helped me become a better person i'm thankful for self-reflection i'm thankful for for being able to yeah to reflect and basically um see the difference and understand other people's thoughts and opinions without basically interjecting my own um type of ego and you know stuff like that so i guess i'm thankful for stuff like that i don't know i'm thankful for um being able to to see um that you know things like what what's going on in palestine you know is a genocide rather than than trying to sit here and say that i'm just some peace loving something without understanding the context, you know what I mean? Like I'm thankful for being able to see the context of things yes. and to make proper judgments, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm thankful for a lot of that, man. And, you know, and as, as well as, um, you know, understanding concepts like anti-blackness and things like that, because I could be a person just growing, just rolling around here being black and being, you know, uh, misguided and miseducated and not knowing where to go or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, and those could be very uh, that could be a very hard struggle for someone to live through that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful for having people that have stirred me in the right directions. That way I can ask the right questions to get the answers that I need to navigate through this world, man, um, because it is a it's a it's a fucking jungle out there. But like in, when I mean jungle, it's a 
you know, a lot. Of, it, it it could be very predatory, man. It could be it could be very very rough out there. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have a a good um, navigation tool uh, with you, man, like you'll be lost, bro. You yep. know what I'm saying? So, and we yeah. all need it. We all need a good support system. You know, all of us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for all those tuning in, so Kingsley, one more time, what's the name of the farm for all those tuning in out there? What's the name of your farm? Oh, thanks, bro. I, I didn't even think about plugging in the farm. Yo, so the name of the farm is Soundgill Farm. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, Soundgill Farm, dude, I was able to kind of mesh my music passion and my love and and kind of fuse it with um, with the farm life. You know what I mean? Because music is always a part of me, regardless, like I said. I may not be the guy that you may not ever buy my music or whatever. And I don't worry about that, but I still love making music. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the music industry, but I love music. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I, I was like, you know what? I, I fell in love with growing food and you know what I mean? So I was like, let me just fuse this together because I would like to eventually have poetry nights and you know nights where rappers can really do like the essence of rap and music and because because if us rappers man don't realize that you're a musician too you're gonna get drowned and that you're gonna follow we're gonna follow the same path as rakim man and this is what i mean bro it's like you we are musicians but the way we've been shitted on because the way hip-hop is perceived and and like what you were saying with that whole Beatles thing is is it's it's this whole weird perception of when you're rapping uh, compared to if you're someone with yo can you hear me yeah whether, I can hear you. yeah 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 whether if you're like somebody with a guitar in your hands or something like that you know what I mean so it's like us as rappers we were never given that that um that light to like hone in on like our musicianship. Instead, we always honed in on just our, you're just a commodity that, you know, for sale, you're an image, you know what I'm saying? But if, if, if we, if we find a way to hone in, to hone in on that musician's guild as rappers, as poets, as artists, you know what I'm saying? We could really develop something, something greater than just, you know, whatever, what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it's, you know, it's hard to explain to someone that doesn't rap that, you know, hey, man, it takes a skill set to do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? And 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 so there, there's, like I said, bro, when you peel this layer back, bro, of, of hip hop, there's so many conversations to have. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah. every time you ask me something, bro, I start I start sidetracking and going into other things, dude. But it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> so, ladies and gents, I want to let you guys know, like, um, it's something that Kingsley touched on. Uh, you know, I'm turning forty this coming August 2024, and to this day, I'm still trying to perfect my stage show. So mm-hmm. with that being said, the work doesn't stop, you know, mm-hmm. for, for all of the artists out there. I like what Kingsley said, you know, whether or not the industry fuck with us, we're still going to make it. We're still going to make yeah. music. And yeah. that's a true artist right there, a real yeah. artist. And yeah. I'm proud to say that I got a chance to see, you know, I was a freshman looking up to Kingsley and J Pro when they were seniors, you know. And but like from a distance, like we all kind of, we all grew up as men, 
And um, I'm really proud of how the homies, the especially the big homies, turned out because it makes me happy when I see them like like raising families and mm-hmm. I just see the growth. I, I just see so much growth in the hip hop community I came from. And I'm just glad that we're entering our forties with some grace and everybody is still looking in shape, man. Aren't you yeah. happy, man? We're, we're looking, hey. we're looking good out here. Hey, <laughs> I, I like that perspective, bro. That that was tight. I, I like that. I, I really like how you, you're it, like dog. That is a very, very good yes. way of looking at this. Yeah. Everybody you know grew saying? up. Everybody grew up, and I love it, man. Yeah, hey, 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 bro. You know what? This this is interesting, man. Like, it makes me think, like, you know, like how, like how can we address hip hop in terms of you know separating ourselves from the empire of hip hop, and, mm-hmm. and but being like, you know, straight up heads that really follow the art form, and and you know, and like you said, like you know, like you, bro, like. Like you're like you're making music, but it's like you do you're you're in the podcasting, you know what I'm saying? You're doing stuff with the youth, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and then like you said, and then you got other people like me with the farming, you got um J Pro. I mean, dude, dude's a fucking you know, he's a lawyer, dude. Like see, you know what I mean? Like like you, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like everybody's doing these things, right? Um um but I hip hop. Yeah, yeah, and I but I, I wonder I wonder though, like, how much, how much of us, like, you know, you know, want to capture that that whole thing and ter- to figure out, like, okay, you know, in in the essence, dude, it's like, you know, we may have not pursued what some of these other folks did, but hip hop has done things for us, you know, whether or not if if we're still involved as like active artists or not, you know, what I mean, and me myself, dude, it's like. You know, I'm not active as in like I'm not trying to sell people my music, but I mean, yeah, dude, I still love making music. So yeah. Check it out, man. Every region, every city in America that made some notable contributions to hip hop, I definitely see it like it's a canvas and everybody mm-hmm. spilled some paint on that canvas. Now mm-hmm. check it out. Oxnard definitely left a nice little dent on that canvas, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe- we contributed some shit for mm-hmm. real. And um mm-hmm. so yo Kings, um any any shout outs before we wrap it up? And anybody you want to give a shout out there? Yeah, man. So I want to give a shout out to the Epsilon crew. No um all, all all the members of Epsilon crew, you know what I'm saying? Verb, MP, E, Pro, Dex, yo, Armani, um, you know, DJ exists, um, shit, man. Um Want to give a shout out to Kiki, um, you know, for doing the interview. Um, also, I want to give a shout out, man, to everybody around the world, man, all all oppressed people, you know what I'm saying, that's under the fucking, you know, the whip of the oppressor, you know, whether from, from Congo, from Sudan, from uh, Yemen to Palestine, you know, to United States, to all over in South America, all everywhere, man. Just you know, um, th- you know, the human species, man. We know is changing, bro. We're going under a, a a big time change. You know what I'm saying? Just encourage everybody to try to be on the right side of history, dog. As this shit changes, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, we're at this point where you know, when it comes to empire it's going to feel really dark, you know what I'm saying, for people that is trying to stand on truth, 
you know, because you're not going to have a lot of folks in support of what you're of what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it's it's, it's going to feel a little lonely out there for everybody, man. But say hold your head up and just try to connect with the ones out there, man, that, you know, that that's out here seeking truth. You know what right. I'm saying? Because um, things are changing, bro. And so, yeah, man, you know, free Palestine, free Congo, free Sudan. You know what I mean? And and like I said, all oppressed people, bro. And just, uh, you know, just want to say, man, everybody hold your head up, dog. No doubt. And yo, man, thank you for doing this episode. This has been a, it's been a pleasure, man. And you know what? This has been a powerful episode, uh, just like the first one. And um, thank Word. you for the energy, the energy that you bring to the table, man, and, and just the knowledge and for the friendship. I'm super proud of you, Kings. I'm going a, I'm to a hit you on the text when we, when we get off, all right? All right, thanks, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for all that you do, dog, and keep it going, bro. Straight ah, up. I'm I'm honored to have you on. Love you, man. I'm gonna text you right now. All right, man. One love, bro. All Woo! love, dog. One yep, love, yep. one love. Peace, peace. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Late.